0: walking through in the direction of your dreams, always using your magic and your mind to me, so don't make your own way, and to live up with your purpose. I am loyalty, I am all I am chosen. Hey Purpose Peeps, yes, I'm super hyped because we have been on a break from our regular series for two weeks, and I'm super excited to be Back first on the podcast because you know, I love that. I just love you. You're my friend, you're my sister, you're my auntie, you're my cousin. I love you, and anytime I get to talk to you is always a blessing to me. But y'all don't understand, these podcasts are healing. As I write them, I just look at God and I'm thinking, dude, this is tight, like, this is some good stuff, and so I'm really pumped to share to this morning's, well, actually now it's afternoon or evening, whenever you're listening to this uh, podcast, I want to give a brief overview. I know I jump right in. So let me reintroduce myself. Sorry, friends. Hi, how are you? I'm Brianna Lightfoot-Smith founder and CEO of Black Girls of Purpose, a place where we create offline and online spaces for women of color to connect. I started Black Girls of Purpose back in 2016. If you've been following our Instagram story at Black Girls of Purpose, then you've seen just the transitions that we've had since then. And I love the work that I do. I would do it for free. I do it for free, honestly. Uh, We sell products every now and again, and God has transitioned me to be more intentional with positioning ourselves to profit in our in our purpose but at the end of the day y'all if i had to choose profit or purpose i would choose purpose every time and just as you heard at the very beginning i'm just so pumped about the work that I get to do, encouraging you all every week. I love getting to read the reviews that we get for the podcast. I love people emailing me and saying, Brie, girl, this spoke directly to me. I love all of it. I'm here for all of it. And so I want to thank you for joining me on this journey because every single week is a journey. If y'all listened to the past couple of weeks, you know that I shared this one Bible study and I said, oh, the Lord told me to do this. And God said, girl, I did not tell you to do that. So then I confessed publicly, Y'all, this is not me talking from this lofty place. This is me walking in my purpose every single day and being adjusted every single day, and so it just means a lot that you are here with me. I want to, before I get into our study for today, which is called What If It Hurts Part Two, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to parts one through three if you haven't already. As I shared just now, we had a couple weeks where we were not doing the regular series, but we're back with the series, and so. Before you listen to today's episode, I want you to go back and listen to those episodes because it's really gonna help shape this for you. Uh, I also want to do a new thing I've been doing, which is read a recent review that we got. So I am reading a review from LB9TRE, so LB9Tree maybe. And it says, I just started listening to the show a few months ago, but can say, Brie, you truly are a gift. Your podcast provides helpful gems on how to grow in my faith with Christ. It presents perspective and a positive light in the midst of a chaotic world, especially my podcast lineup of true crime. I am single with no children, but your faith-filled insight transcends and gives me hope for my future. You are a star, darling. Well, you are a star, LV9tree. I love you so much. We're already besties. I just... Y'all don't understand how much I appreciate when people leave reviews because I see that people are listening but whenever I get a review it's like y'all are talking back to me. So please leave us a review if you have not already. If you're subscribed to the podcast and you have been for a while and you love the things that we share every week, I just want you to share what you think about the podcast with me. And this I promise you it's not to boost my ego. It's just kind of to give me a boost to keep going. It's not for me to be like, "Oh girl, you did that boo." It's more of a, "Okay, people are listening." And I might even read your review on the podcast. So please leave a review if you have not already so with all of that y'all i know i did housekeeping i'm all over the place it's just been an amazing day and some kind of hyped up on holy spirit right now but i do want to get into the episode for this week i want to give a brief recap Of what we've been talking about, and like I said, I highly encourage you, if you have not already, to go back and listen to episodes one through three of the Pain and Purpose series, but I will give a quick overview for y'all who are like, no, Brie, I just want to start today. Uh, So we've been talking about what it looks like to be pregnant with a promise and the pain that can sometimes accompany that promise. In the first week, we talked about how sometimes we struggle to believe what God has said about a promise. So I shared my personal journey about how God, I believe God told me that my husband and I and our family will be debt free. But I was like, uh, Lord, you looking at the bank account that we got right now? Like, I don't see it happening. And how it was a lot like mary when she found out that she was going to give birth to jesus and she said how can this be she was looking at her own ability and not about on not basing what she was saying on what she she was basing what she was saying more on what she could see and we talked about how if you're walking in faith if you're pregnant with a promise that that's just not how it can be you have to base your faith on what God said and not on what you can see. Uh, During week two, we talked about the complications that come when promises of God are birthed prematurely and how we can work against having to face those problems if we pray that God will increase our faith and we learn to completely surrender our due date. This is the area that is always the toughest for me. I can believe in what I can't see, that's fine, but the surrendering my due date, I'm like, no, Lord, this is the season that this is supposed to be born. I just know it is. and. If you've been listening the past couple weeks, you know that's how I was feeling about the Black Girls of Purpose app. I'm like, God, you gave me the idea. Why would you not allow it to come through immediately? And he's just been showing me little by little as I've been surrendering more of this process to him. You see why I didn't do that, this, because this had to happen here and this had to happen and you needed to meet this person and that kind of thing. And so it's been a blessing to surrender my due date to him because it feels like the pressure is being released and I'm actually able to take the time necessary to build something that he would be proud of, that I'm gonna be proud of, that you as our Black Girls of Purpose community would be proud of. And so I am just extremely grateful to be able to live life in front of y'all and with y'all because I just want y'all to, think, I've shared previously, I don't want y'all to think, oh, that's Brie, she's holy, she always hear from the Lord and she knows exactly what he says and she's never wrong. No, sometimes I get it wrong and I, am, I have no issue with, confessing that. And sometimes I struggle with the surrender piece, but hopefully through this series, we can continue to overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Uh, In week three of this series, we talked about how many times our promises are accompanied by pain, but that pain is not always a punishment. And sometimes the pain we are experiencing in life is designed to spark some kind of preparation. And so I shared the story of my son, Jonathan, when I thought he was gonna be born and how we didn't have the the car seat ready and so I'm like okay I'm over here saying I'm pregnant with this promise and I'm not even getting prepared to birth the promise I can't even bring the promise home with me and so I talked about how some of y'all preparing for your promise preparing to give birth to your promise may look like getting your finances in order it may look lo- like starting to hire a team it may look like putting an ad on facebook about your business and i and i know i talk a lot about women in business but it's just because i'm a woman in business and a lot of the women in my circle are women in business and so uh, i just listed the different things that you can be doing to prepare i mean for some of you who want to be married some of that some of y'all need to go to counseling before you get married you're trying to link up with somebody and god's like oh i'm sorry you are not even content with yourself and you want to go hook this foolery up to somebody else. Yeah. You need to go to counseling. You need to go to therapy. And then maybe we'll talk about you getting married. So there are just various preparations that many of us have. And, um, there are just different things that we have to do. And if you pray and you ask God to lead you, he will definitely lead you. Um, I am talking about a different kind of pain today. So I just said that pain is not always a punishment when we are in various situations. Some things are things that happen to us. uh, But today I'm talking about the kind of pain that we receive because of working in direct opposition of what God's word says. And, in doing so we bring about our own suffering and I know that this is going to be an uncomfortable topic because everybody wants to be just like oh we want to be these victims oh this is what happened to me this is what happened to me and sometimes that is the case things have happened to you but sometimes the pain that you're in is because of something that you did because God told you to do one thing and you were like yeah God I hear you but I'm gonna do this other thing over here and it's just gonna be okay and he's like oh you got it twisted sis Now you have to endure the consequences. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to be reading out of Isaiah 66, 1 through 13, and I'll be focusing specifically on verses 4, 9, and 13. So get your Bibles out if you don't have them all out already, and let's get ready to read. Hey there Purpose Peeps. So before we get into our reading I want to take a moment and ask you if you are a black woman in business who wants more exposure for your brand in 2020. I know everybody's like 2020 it's my year we doing it we out here and I am a firm believer in not just talking about things but actually putting action behind them and so I am working on a really really cool project that I would love for you to be a part of and the way that you can do that if you go to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash biz and you sign up for a meeting with me, I will tell you more about the things that we are working on for our black women in business uh, in 2020. So if that's of any interest to you, go to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash biz and set up a consultation with me. Uh, when you set up that consultation, I'll send you an email. And then when we sit down and talk together, I'll give you more details. So again, if you want more exposure for your business in 2020, make sure you check out blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash biz, and we are going to try and get you more views, more exposure, all of the things. Okay, sis? Now, into our episode for this week, I said I was going to be reading out of Isaiah 66, verses 1 through 13 and i'm reading the new century version which i just found today and it's really amazing because it's a very simple read so if y'all are like girl i don't understand no nkjv in P. this is ncv and it's really good and i'm gonna read it uh, starting at verse 1 and going through verse 13. it says this is what the lord says heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool So do you think you can build a house for me? Do I need a place to rest? My hand made all things. All things are here because I made them, says the Lord. These are the people I am pleased with, those who are not proud or stubborn and who fear my word. But those people who kill bulls as a sacrifice to me are like those who kill people. Those who kill sheep as a sacrifice are like those who break the neck of dogs. Those who give me grain offerings are like those who offer me the blood of pigs. Those who burn incense are like those who worship idols. These people choose their own ways, not mine, and they love the terrible things they do. So I will choose their punishments, and I will punish them with what they fear most. This is because I called to them, but they did not listen. I spoke to them, they did not hear me. They did things I said were evil. They chose to do things I did not like. You people who obey the words of the Lord, listen to what he says. Your brothers hated you and turned against you because you followed me. Your brothers said, let the Lord be honored so we may see you rejoice, but they will be punished. Listen to the loud noise coming from the city. Hear the noise from the temple. It is the Lord punishing his enemies, giving them the punishment they should have. A woman does not give birth before she feels the pain. She does not give birth to a son before the pain starts. No one has ever heard of that happening. No one has ever seen that happen. In the same way, no one ever saw a country begin in one day. And no one has ever heard of a new nation beginning in one moment. Just as soon as she feels the birth pains, in the same way, I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born, says the Lord. If I cause you the pain, I will not stop you from giving birth to your new nation, says your God. Jerusalem, rejoice. All you people who love Jerusalem, be happy. You should now feel happy with her. You will take comfort from her and be satisfied as a child is nursed by its mother. You receive her good things and enjoy her wealth. This is what the Lord says. I will give her peace that will flow to her like a river. The wealth of the nations will come to her like a river overflowing its banks. Like babies, you will be nursed and held in my arms and bounced on my knees. I will comfort you as a mother comforts her child. You will be comforted in Jerusalem. So background into this text, y'all, because there, I read a lot of verses and this is not like a commonly quoted scripture. It's not like John 3:16 or the Sermon on the Mount or those kind of things. And I was reading up, I read several things about who is talking in this? I mean, I know it's the prophet Isaiah. I'm like, what is he talking about? You know, we know God is talking through the prophet Isaiah, but what's happening? Because at this point, y'all know a lot of times I talk about Isaiah 40 chapter chapter 40 verse 31 when Isaiah is talking to the people and he's talking about how they are about to go into a season of captivity or exile and God's basically like, okay, here's what you're going to go through, but I'm still going to come through for you, that kind of thing. And so when I was reading Isaiah 66, I said, what is really going on here? And when I was looking at different commentaries and study guides and that kind of thing, it was talking about how in this particular passage of scripture, the Jewish people are actually in the process of rebuilding God's temple. And so when it opens up in that first part and it says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. So do you think you can build a house for me? Do I need a place to rest? that's what God is talking about he's saying okay y'all are trying to build this temple for me but I'm everywhere and I know some people be like wait but didn't God tell them to build the temple and that kind of thing but they become basically really impressed with their own work and are kind of like patting themselves on the back about it boosting themselves up and God's like okay hold up somewhere along the lines this got twisted and so he starts going through these different sacrifices that they're making that they feel are so holy and religious and he's like you don't even have a relationship with me and so that's cute that you want to sacrifice bulls and you want to build this altar you want to give me these grain offerings you want to burn this incense that is cool but because your hearts are far from me because you're doing this more for you than for me like I'm not really receiving." In anything that you're doing, and I've talked about Saul, or I've talked, and I've talked about Samuel and the relationship that they had, and how you know Saul comes to, or Samuel tells Saul to wait on him. This is in past um, past podcast episodes, and if you haven't watched the uh, FOMO pot podcast, y'all. Sorry. If y'all haven't watched the FOMO sermon from Pastor Mike Todd, he talks about the story of Samuel and Saul and how Samuel gives Saul this instruction to wait on him to sac- make this sacrifice, this burnt offering. And Saul just gets impatient and he does it prematurely, which we talked about during our premature promises. And then when Samuel calls him out and he's like, dude, you weren't even supposed to burn offer the sacrifice until I got here. He tries to say, well, oh, well, no. I mean, I still did what you said. And... He said, I, I I did the I did the offering. Like you told me to do the offering, I did the offering. And that's when Samuel comes in. This is first Samuel 15, 22. and he says, Has the Lord as great a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obedience to the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. And a lot of times we quote that scripture obedience is better than sacrifice, and we kind of say it. Some people probably don't even know that that's from the Bible because we say it so loosely, but what Samuel is saying to Saul in that moment he's like okay that's cool that you did these offerings but you didn't obey what God told you to do and so that same kind of tone is what we see here in Isaiah 66 that God's like okay you're building me this temple but you don't even want to listen to my instructions and so that's what he goes on to talk about in those next few verses he says these people choose their own ways not mine and they love the terrible things they do so I will choose their punishment and I will punish them with what they fear the most this is because I called to them but they did not listen I spoke to them but they did not hear me Now that is just such a, and we're going to get into the three points like we normally get into, uh, and and we'll talk about those in just a minute, but when I read that verse and it said, I called to them and they did not answer, I I reached out to them and they did not hear me, that just wrecked me because y'all know how I feel when I feel like God is telling me to do something and I'm not doing it, and I don't know if you've ever been in that place where you feel like you're calling out to god you're asking him for direction and you're just not getting anything and he's saying without saying anything he's like you didn't do the last thing i told you to do so why would i give you any further instructions as i was doing this it made me think of, or as I was preparing for this lesson, as I was doing my research and everything, it made me think of the scripture in Isaiah chapter 30, verse one, which says, all stubborn children declares the Lord who carry out a plan, but not mine, and who make an alliance, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. I don't know how many of y'all are familiar with the Israelite story when they're going into the promised land in Joshua, and they're going into the promised land, they're about to take the, the, the land, and they're met with this different kind of people, this different race of people that disguise themselves as a diff- another race of people. And so they're like, oh, okay, they're going to be our alliances. We're going to do this partnership with them. And God allows 30 of the men in their tribe, you know, in the Israelites' tribe, and their camp to be killed. And then Joshua comes back to God and is like, bro, how could you let this happen? And God says, I didn't tell you to go make that partnership. You didn't even pray about it. You were just like, oh, this looks like a God relationship, so let me do it. Come to find out the people who had bamboozled them were in, uh, in enemy's territory. They were they were taking up space that the Israelites were supposed to take over as a part of them getting their promised land. And so not only did they disobey, not only were lives lost, but they lost part of their territory. And some of y'all are losing part of y'all's territory because you're making partnerships that God didn't even tell you to make. And you saying, oh, this is from the Lord. Uh, is it from the Lord? How do you know it's from him? My friend Bianca, shout out to Bianca Lank for y'all. I love her. She's one of our purpose partners out here in these streets. But she sent me this Instagram post the other day. And uh, the thing that stuck out to me, it said, God is never going to tell you something that only benefits you. So we be out here like, oh, yeah, the Lord told me to do this. And the Lord told me to do this. And if you take a step back and you're the only one who benefits from that partnership or that relationship, you really should assess, did God really tell me to do that? Or is this my selfish ambition speaking? And I know that's something that I've dealt with because there's that fear of being overlooked or I'm like Lord I'm so talented I got all these gifts that you placed inside of me so people got to see them and God's like okay but do you want everybody getting access to your gifts or do you want me to put you in the room because if I'm putting you in the room then you can be confident that you're going to be able to move in every area with grace but if you're putting yourself in the room you're going to have to struggle and strive you're going to always be working to maintain this thing that you are never even designed to have And this is a whole, y'all, we haven't even gotten to our three points. I haven't even read the rest of the scripture in terms of breaking it down a little bit more. But that is just so important to me because I have struggled in that area. And it's really easy to think, okay, this is God. This is God because, you know. In the example here, they are literally building a temple and they're doing sacrifices. and So they're like, oh, yeah, this is holy. This is from the Lord. And there are so many things that we're doing, quote, unquote, in the name of Jesus. And it's not even from God. And then we're going through pain. We're enduring suffering. And then we're looking at God like, he's crazy. Like, well, why would you tell me to do this if you knew that this was going to cause me pain? And God's like, I didn't even tell you to do that. That's not me. So sometimes we endure pain and it's not a punishment. It's just the facts of life. It's things that come along with us being on this faulty earth. But sometimes we're in pain. Sometimes we're suffering because God told us something to do and we did not do it. Or we were so involved and enthralled in our sin that he told us to do something and we couldn't even hear him telling us to do it because we can't when we are. Living in sin, we have broken fellowship with God. He can't even hear from us. Like is, y'all need to understand that. So some of y'all are like, oh, I'm praying and no, God's not answering. Are you living in sin? And people think about living in sin. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not having sex before marriage or I'm not living with somebody I'm. I'm not married to. Or, okay, it's not about that. There are other ways you can be living in sin. Are you a glutton? Do you eat too much? Do you watch pornography? And when I'm saying pornography, I'm not even talking about going to X-rated sites. Are you watching shows that show everything and get you all excited? And y'all think I'm coming for y'all? Listen, I I people, I was a virgin when I got married and I it was hard. But it got a lot easier when I stopped watching shows like Scandal. I remember there was an episode, like, I think her, his name's Quinn or her name's Quinn. I don't remember the people. But they want, he, like, ripped off her tights or something, and they were about to have sex on the car. And I was like, oh, no, I am not going to be able to keep my virginity watching this. And so there are certain things that God has told you, you need to cut that off. You need to stop listening to that kind of music. You need to stop watching those kind of shows. And you doing it anyway. That's living in sin. If he told you to stop doing something or if he told you to do something, if he told you to go evangelize to your neighbor, tell them about Jesus and you're not doing it, you're living in sin. It's really that simple. If he told you to start the project and you have not started it, he told you to start the book, you haven't written one page, you're living in sin. Do you hear me? Because I want y'all to, you know, we, we love titling these, we love titling certain categories as sin, living in sin. Okay, like I said, a lot of times we we attribute that to shacking up with people. No, you're living in sin anytime you're living outside of the will of God. And some of y'all are living outside of the will of God because he has told you to do something and you're not doing it. And that's where we find these people today in this passage of scripture. So, oh, God, that just was a little bit turnt um so uh then he goes on to say a woman does not give a birth before she feels the pain she does not give birth to a son before the pain starts no one has ever heard of that happening no one has ever seen that happen in the same way no one ever saw a country begin in one day no one has ever heard of a new nation being beginning in one moment just as soon as she feels the birth pains in the same way I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born says the Lord if I cause you the pain I will not stop you from giving birth to your new nation says God Jerusalem rejoice all the people who love Jerusalem be happy should now and they should now feel happy with her you will take comfort from her and be satisfied as a child is nursed by its mother you will receive good things and enjoy her wealth this is what the Lord says I will give her peace that will flow to her like a river the wealth of the nations will come to her like a river overflowing its banks like babies you will be nursed and held in the arms and bounced on my knees i will comfort you as a mother comforts her child you'll be comforted in, in jerusalem so there are two people that god is talking to he's talking to the people who are building this altar they're building this temple who aren't really in the will of god but they're doing these religious things that look sacrificial and they look good kind of like the modern day gentiles where it's okay or modern day pharisees so the new testament pharisees okay they're doing this stuff that looks good but when you start scratching beneath the surface you like oh wait this is dirty like if y'all have heard that scripture that talks about how the pharisees would clean the outside of their cup but the inside of their cup is dirty so that's the one camp that god's talking to but then he also addresses people Who obey God's word and he said you know what people are turning against you and they're doing this they're turning their back on you don't even worry about them I I know the pain that you're enduring in this season but I'm gonna birth something powerful out of it and so I don't know which camp that you fall under you may be under the camp that you are living in sin you need to do you need to repent which we'll talk about in just a moment or you may be the people who are enduring pain you haven't brought anything onto yourself and people are actually teasing you making fun of you oh you said the Lord was gonna do this you said he was gonna do that what happened with this i don't know what the case may be but i promise you you are going to get something out of today's message whatever camp that you're in okay so let's get into the actual three points for today because your girl went on a whole tangent but that's that listen i'm I I really care about this because I have lived in both camps before. I've been the person who's living outside the will of God and honestly have been outside of the will of God blindly before thinking that I'm doing the will of God and then he would just check me and say girl that is not me. I am not over there. I did not have anything to do with that. That used to be how it was with my company Brands by Bree. and honestly I feel like that's part of the reason why he shut it down. He said okay you ever got the mission behind this business and now you're just chasing money and so you're working with people I didn't even want you to work with just because they can pay you more and now that's tarnishing your testimony. So yeah, we're just going to take a step back from that. But again, I'm getting turned again. Let me get back to these three points. So if we are experiencing pain, we have to ask ourselves which two, uh, which one of these camps that we fall under. Are we experiencing pain that we brought on ourselves because we're not listening to God? Or are we experiencing pain because people are basically persecuting us because we are following God? If you are in that first camp and you're experiencing pain because you didn't listen to God, there is one thing for you to do, and that is to repent. So if you've asked yourself, is there something God told me to do that I did not listen to? If the answer is no, God's telling you to do stuff and you're doing it, or he's telling you not to do things and you're not doing it, okay, great. Then this, this one doesn't apply to you. But if the answer is yes, your action step is to repent. Repent means to stop what you're doing, to turn around, and to go in the opposite direction. Now, for me, what does that look like? I have told y'all my money story countless times. I will continue to tell it because it's a pain point for me and I'm turning it into part of my purpose. I was not a good steward with my finances. I was not a good steward with my money because it was actually God's money. I got money. I spent it. I got money. I spent it. What was the budget? I didn't know. I wasn't worried about that. I got money. I spent it. I wanted to go on a trip. I went on a trip. If I wanted to do something, I did it. And. I did that even in my in the beginning stages of my marriage which is actually me being out of order. I remember buying a plane ticket to Bali for a trip that I wanted to take and then guess what? Popped up pregnant. And it's not like okay, the pregnancy just y'all know my pregnancy journey is a whole other thing, but if I had submitted to my husband and not cuz I presented it to him telling him this is what I'm going to do instead of saying, "Hey babe, what do you this is what I'm considering. What do you think about this?" And so I was out of order and as a result it cost me money, right? But not only that, I was out of order when it came to submitting to God and what He said. I've talked to y'all about my husband and my and us, me and my husband getting a Jeep. That we, if we had waited twenty four hours, I'm pretty sure God would have been like, "Yeah, that's not it." We had access to someone who had a connection with the auction and would potentially be able to get us a car auction. We had a, 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 a another family friend, family member who, who had some other access. So just There were just so many ways we could have gotten a car cheaper, but we were leaning on our own understanding. Yes, we did reach out to some people that said, oh yeah, it's a good fit, but we didn't come back to God and say, okay, God, what do you think about this? And so we did what scripture says. It says the one who acts hastily sins. So we sinned because we acted hastily. We went to the dealership. Nope, not gonna get anything and walked off with a new car. Like where you do that at? Uh, apparently in New Orleans, Louisiana. That's where we did it. And we are still dealing with the consequences of that because we have this debt that we have to pay off and god is gracious so yes we we have a car and yeah this gets to be a part of my testimony but i would have really appreciated if i did not have to pay this money because that's the thing about debt it's like you can pay it now or you can pay it later but you're gonna pay it unless you die and you just get your stuff forgiven you will pay it okay and so for me i'm like oh That was such a painful experience, but now I'm turning that into purpose and telling people, y'all, please buy your cars in cash. Please be good stewards of your money. Use a budget, stick to the budget. Don't just write it to be cute. Actually align your stuff with your budget. Check your budget every week. Are you on on goals? Are you on par with what you said you were gonna do? What areas are you overspending? Like, do those things. Go through your account regularly and say, okay, wait. Why is Amazon taking $12.79 out of my account? I did that just last week with my nonprofit found out that somebody had access to our business account. And so if I did not have that diligence to go through my account every week to reconcile my purchases and all that kind of stuff, I would have missed the fact that somebody was taking our money by making purchases that we did not authorize. And so there are some of y'all, even right now, you're listening to this, somebody is stealing from you and you have no idea because you don't keep track of your purchases. They have access. They are going full crazy rain in your account doing whatever they want because you spend crazy so even when you look and see it's stuff that seems kind of off you're like oh I probably did buy something from Amazon and you don't even know because you just be out here balling out like you really got it and you don't you just don't boo I love you That's why I can be real with you like this, but you don't have it. And you need to stop acting the way that you're acting because if you do not stop acting the way that you're acting and become a better steward with your finances, I promise you it's going to be a painful road. And you're going to say, Brie told me about this, and now I'm having to suffer through this thing that I was never designed to suffer through because I was being disobedient because God told me something and I didn't listen to him because he was speaking to me and I did not hear him. He was speaking to me and I did not hear him. That is such a dangerous place to be where God is speaking, but you can't hear him. Because there are so many people who would love for God to speak to them. And you're in a situation where God is speaking to you, but you can't hear him because you're living in sin. Repent. That is the answer. I've talked about gluttony on here before. I used to struggle with gluttony, overeating. If y'all don't know that that's a sin, yes, it is a sin. We say, oh, especially as we as black people, black women, I know that's our thing. Oh, I love food. You can really love food, and God has shown me that. I can enjoy food, but I can enjoy it responsibly. Like for me, drinking is not a, a vice for me, but food, it used to be a thing where I'm like, oh, look at that, and it didn't even have to be bad food it was the, even when I was eating healthy I'm like okay so girl how many chickpeas can you eat like why are you eating all these chickpeas right now you need to have self control and so because I did not have self control I suffered I remember God I didn't know it was him at the time he put it upon my heart to be vegan and no I did I can't even lie to y'all the second time around I knew that he was telling me to be vegan but you know how we try to make like exceptions like well maybe or we try to test God okay if this is really God this is what he gonna do if this is really God here's what he's gonna do and so I was in Chicago and I remember going to Auntie Annie's the pretzel place and you're like well what's wrong with Auntie Annie's Brie the bread the bread's fine right bread is vegan right but they put all that butter on top of that bread and when I tell y'all that your girl's stomach was in knots the whole rest of the night and I was crying and I'm just thinking Lord I promise you know how we do oh Lord I promise if you just let me not feel this way again I will never ever Lord never eat butter because butter is not vegan and I'm sorry and you've been telling me and and I'm just going through all this pain that I did not need to go through just because I was being disobedient because God was speaking to me telling me don't do that and in that season he was really just working on my self-control i didn't know that it was just going to be temporary that he, he had me being vegan i thought it was going to be permanent which is part of my rebellion because i'm like oh no uh-uh. if i'm gonna be this i gotta do i have to have my way out i gotta do and we love telling god or other people oh girl uh-uh, i can't do that that's not for me if god told you it's for you guess what it's for you can you do it in your own strength absolutely not but it's not about your strength scripture talks about how we don't do things by power or bite but by god's holy spirit So, another thing God showed me is that I had issues with authority. I've talked about how he told me to do a nonprofit. He said, oh, you don't want to start a nonprofit because you have issues with authority. And I was like, what God, I love authority. And he started pointing out all these areas in my life where I didn't submit to authority, where I didn't want my boss at work to ask me ab- for a write-up about what I did. Cause I'm like, uh, don't be checking for me, boo. Or where I didn't like doing the things that my husband asked me because I'm like, oh, uh, okay, I submit, but like, uh, you just don't tell me what to do. And even with my children, even with my son Jaden, I remember one day I was about to tell him. Um, I don't serve you, or I'm not your servant. And God wouldn't even let me get past the suck He said, "You are His servant. Now serve." And that really humbled me. I'm like, "Well, what you mean? Like, what? He's a baby." God said, "Okay, if Jesus said that I did not come to to be served, but to serve, then who are you compared to Him? Oh, so the Son of Man, the Savior of the world, can be a servant, but Breonna Lightfoot Smith can't be a servant? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So that's fine." And it just it really humbled me because I'm thinking, oh, Lord, like surely this isn't from you because it doesn't feel good. Being a servant, being humble, submitting, it doesn't feel good. And we want to rebel. But guess what scripture says about rebellion? First Samuel 15:23, which is taken directly from that passage about Samuel and Saul. It says, rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. Did you hear that? I'm just going to read the first part of the verse. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. And we think that's cute. We think, oh, we we have in our own way. Oh, we out here, we're boss chicks and all that other stuff. God's like, I am the only boss and that is it. Everyone else is here to serve me. And if you're doing things just to serve yourself, then you are in the wrong kingdom, boo. Because guess what? We both are not going to be on the throne. And we see, we see that with Satan. He tried to be on God's throne. Guess what happened to him? hell and this is not a fire and brimstone type thing this is not a oh remove yourself or guess what if and i'm not gonna pull any punches if you do not confess jesus christ as savior and lord you will go to hell that is a fact and if that offends you i am i i can't even say i'm sorry i will just say read god's word and i'm not here to pull any punches because at the end of the day i have to give an account for my life and I have to tell God, okay, well, he's like, okay, well, why'd you do that? Well, why didn't you do that? I just told y'all, I'm not trying to live in sin. So if God told me to tell you that you need to repent and that you need to confess your, your confess Jesus as Lord, if you want to live eternity in heaven and not hell, then that's what I'm going to do. Because I cannot be living in sin. And God has, listen, I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. And the thing is, y'all, when we rebel, you are taking advantage of God's grace and you're making it seem like you think he's foolish like he just doesn't see you in your sin oh well God don't got nothing to do with that and I've told people too I've told I remember telling my aunt a few weeks ago I said there used to be sins that I wouldn't confess because I'm like "Uh, I'm not really trying to give that up right now so I'm gonna just hold on to this one as if God didn't know that I was doing it oh well, lord I know like Jordan and I, and and I'll be real, y'all. I'm y'all know I'm transparent. I didn't have sex before I got married, but yes, my husband and I would sleep in the same bed. And I'm like, sis, what are you doing right now? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be like, oh Lord, I'm sorry that I let Jordan sleep over. No, I want him to sleep over because I like cuddling, Lord. And God's like, okay, but Scripture says flee even the appearance of evil. So you're over here like, well, Lord, we not having sex, but it looks like you might be from the outside looking in. So you're tarnishing your testimony. So what's up with that? But I knew he was going to say that, so I'm like, Lord, I'm not even going to talk about that right now. And that's how many of you are listening to this. Oh, well, I just, you know, God is still working on me. Are you letting him work, though, or you got, like, a do not disturb sign on your heart? Like, oh, Lord, well, you can work in every other area but this. I've talked about my testimony with my son, Jaden, getting pregnant earlier than I expected because I said I wanted to be sold out to God. He touched the one thing that I was like, but don't touch this. I said, you can have everything else, but I want to choose when I get pregnant. He's like, yeah, I'm going to come for that thing because that's an any area you haven't surrendered to God is an idol. Any area you haven't fully turned over to God is an idol. And we talk, he talks about idols in this. He says, I'm going back to read it. He says, these are the people I am pleased with. Those who are not proud are stubborn and who fear my word. But those people who kill bulls as a sacrifice to me are like those who kill people. Those who kill sheep as a sacrifice are like those who break the neck of dogs. Those who give me grain offerings are like those who worship, those who offer me the blood of pigs. And those who burn incense are like those who worship idols. You are worshiping an idol, if there is something in your life that you are like, yeah, God, you can have everything but this. You can have everything but this, and it's it's so, even that burning incense part. You know, I've talked to a lot of people who are into crystals and they're into just stuff. Guys, like, okay, but that's not me. That's witchcraft. If you're looking, if you if you if you will reach for a crystal before you reach for the word of God, guess what? That's an idol. That's an idol that's an idol even and and it doesn't even have to be that if you reach for your phone to call your boyfriend or your husband before you pray about something that's an idol and i'm not you okay you sometimes you're oh but if it's every time if you can't even make a move without consulting a person your mom you can't do anything that your mom wouldn't approve of even though you know god's telling you to do it you have made your mom an idol God does not, he says, you shall have no other God before me. And when you read that scripture and the 10 commandments, when he says before me, he's not saying, oh, this is a list, a rank. He's saying, I don't even want any other gods in my presence. I am God and there is no other like me. And so if you are over here, you got all these different gods, you know, you're not calling them gods. But those are the things that you call on before you call on God. You are worshiping idols. That's idolatry. Repent. Turn away, do something different. I, y'all, I love you too much to just watch people I, I, and people who know me, I love you too much. If I see you doing something you don't need to be doing, I'm going to pray on it for a while and if God brings it and he's like no you need to address it I'm going to bring it up and prayerfully we have a strong enough relationship where we can endure through it together and you can say you know what Brie really cares for me but if we don't okay because at the end of the day I have to answer to God and I can't allow myself to go to heaven and he says okay so you saw her living in sin and what you just turned a blind eye Oh, well, Lord, I ain't want to offend nobody. Okay, well, now I'm offended. So would you rather offend her or would you rather offend me? And some of y'all will be like, oh, well, of course I would rather offend the person than God. Oh, you saying that, but your actions are saying something else. Because you won't confront the person in your workplace that's saying racist comments. Or you won't confront your boss who's lying about their time sheet. Because you know, nobody wants to be that person. We don't want to do all of that scripture says if you shrink back God does not take pleasure in you and I don't know about y'all but I can I have suffered too much for God to not be pleased with me I need him every area I want it to be spotless I want him to be like yeah that's my girl so if I gotta go hard I guess I'm just gonna go hard then So I said, if you are living in sin, if there is something God has asked you to do and you're not doing it, the first thing is to repent. But after you repent, ask God, what thing do you want to birth out of this? He doesn't waste experiences. That's why Isaiah 66, 9 says, in the same way, I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born. In the same way, I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born. He's not going to let you suffer for the sake of suffering. He's gonna allow you to go through some stuff so that you can come back and say, you know what? Here's how you cannot be like me. Everybody wants to give the courses and the online, oh, here's what I did. But who's doing the courses of here's what not to do in your business? Here's what you don't need to do. Here's what you don't who here are the people you don't need to partner with. Here are the things you don't need, here's the checklist you do not need to launch. Like, who's doing that? Because we love to talk about our wins, and I hope that y'all understand. That's why I'm so transparent on here. Because I want you to know when we make it, when we're out here, when you see us on TV, in stores, whatever we're doing, whatever God opens up the door for us to do, I want you to know it was not easy. And there were countless times when I wanted to quit. And there were countless times where I launched into the deep end only for God to be like, I did not send you there. What are you doing? But I have seen the things that he gets to birth out of this. I have seen even him just using me to confess and say, you know what? I messed up right there to get, to get somebody else free, to be able to say, you know what? Bree says she messed up. I messed up in this other area. I want to turn back and do something different. And I, This podcast has come out of pain because if I had not been in a position that I was in financially, if God had not shut things down with Brands by I wouldn't have had this whole year and a half to really focus full into ministry. Even the fact that my husband has, has had to work different odd jobs. Okay, are they the best jobs that I would like for him? Absolutely not. But they have provided the flexibility for me to be able to focus on what God has told me to do in this season. And so I praise God for them. Even though in moments where I'm like, God, we are worth more than this. We, we should be earning more than this. I praise God in the midst of all of it because I see that there is purpose behind it. It doesn't always feel good. It's not always going to feel good. But guess what? There is purpose behind it if you allow him to burn something through it. But you have to listen to him and you have to repent of any sin that you have in your life so that you can hear him clearly. And that when he tells you to do something, you can do it. was so not just about okay even even and y'all here's the thing i need you to understand even when you repent and you ask god what do you want to birth through this you need to understand it's not going to just be about a profit. oh lord how many online courses can i turn into the can i make from this experience it's about the servanthood it's about service it's about people needing what it is that you're offering if you out here just slapping stickers and sales on stuff that nobody wants and that nobody needs just because you think it's going to get you some notoriety it will fail every single time because God is not concerned with that in the same way he talks about this temple, I don't care. He's like, oh, you built me a big fancy temple? I don't care. You don't even talk to me. You don't have a relationship with me. And then you want me to bless this foolery? That's what you want me to do? Because you decided you were going to make a vision board. Oh, now I'm obligated to bless it even though you're living in sin. You're not doing what I told you to do. You're being disobedient. God owes you nothing, sis. Nothing. Nothing. And I'm talking to me as well, because there have been so many times where I looked at God and I said, do you see me putting in this work? And he says, I don't care. You're not working hard enough at the things that I care about. You doing all this stuff, you checking off this checklist, that's cute. But you won't even get busy with the work that I've told you to do. You're over here doing 45 things, but I told you to do the one thing. So I'm not impressed. Excuse me if I don't give you an applause for things that I did not tell you to do, because that's disobedience. But you know what I love about God? I love that he will wreck us that he will tell us about ourselves and then he'll do what he did in this passage Isaiah 66 13 he says I will comfort you as a mother comforts her child you will be comforted in Jerusalem it makes me think about when I have to discipline my son I do not like giving Jaden pops I don't like giving him spankings I don't like any kind of corporal punishment I don't like it but at the end of the day I'm like you know what if you are going to abuse the system if you think that you can do whatever you want and there's never going to be a consequence so some of y'all are in the situation you're in right now because god is giving you a punishment he tried to show you grace he gave you warnings he said okay stop doing that stop doing that stop doing that you didn't listen and now you and so you gave over to rebellion and now you're having to suffer through some things but and you are in the midst of getting a whooping it's not even like oh you got a whooping no you're getting whooped right now but the thing that's so amazing about god is that he will beat up on you he will whoop your behind and then he'll give you a hug and my dad used to do this. It used to drive me and my sister crazy when we were younger. He would give us a whooping, and then he "He say, give me a hug. Now tell me you love me. And we'd be looking at him like, bro, you tripping. I'm not doing that. But I found out when I was older, he said, "Bree, I did that because my dad would give me whoopings, and he wouldn't talk to me, and I would think that he didn't like me. So I need y'all to understand that there is a purpose behind the pain that you're in. He would always give us a mini lecture after he whooped us because he says, okay, Bree. Do you understand why I whooped you? And I'm looking at him like, nah, bro. And I don't care either because my butt hurts right now. But he would say, I did that because and the thing he would always say, he says, I love you too much to let you act ugly. I love you too much to let you act ugly. And the thing I always tell Jaden, I say, baby, even at two years old, I tell him this because he'll get it eventually. I say, baby, when you walk into the world, you don't represent you. You represent me. And so whenever you go out, if you're at your school and you're acting a fool, they looking back like, uh, what are they teaching him at home? And it's the same thing with you and me. We're out here. We're saying we're Christians, but we're acting a fool or we're getting drunk or spending times in places where we don't need to be. And God says, okay, when you go out into the world, you represent me. So, yeah, there's going to have to be some consequences. And he wants to do it privately But if you still acting a fool He'll do it publicly Just like a mama Who will take off their shoe In a grocery store And say you know what I've been trying to keep it cute But he is acting a fool And clearly he has forgotten Who he belongs to So I'm going to have to Get him together real quick And I'm going to have to Do it publicly And I know these days Now people will call CPS And all that jazz But it used to not be like that It's like And people will, over here, people will be over here Like yep get them girl Because uh, if you didn't get them I was going to get them But we don't do that anymore Nobody likes accountability Nobody likes punishment anymore because we're like oh you're just just stifling their creativity you're stifling their individuality no I'm getting them disciplined because they represent me that's who you represent every time you walk in the earth we are supposed to be these light bearers we are supposed to shine like stars and so when you walk out the door you don't represent Tiffany you don't represent Josie you don't represent Bob you don't represent Phil you represent Christ And if you're not acting in a way that's in accordance with that, if you're not representing him properly, then, yeah, you're going to have to go through some pain. But he will use it for his purpose if you surrender that thing. If you say, God, what do you want to birth out of this? And then the, the greater part is he will not only comfort you, but he will position you to comfort other people through their experiences. Talk about faithfulness. Where he doesn't let you just suffer things to suffer him, He says, you know what? Okay, now that I have did that, let me teach you. It makes me think about older siblings. With, with, with me and my sister, when I stopped getting spankings, she did too. Even though she was four years behind me. And I used to be like, oh, bruh, she got four years she needs to put back on this before she can be free of spankings. But it's like, no, I sent you ahead. You're the oldest one. So guess what? The things that you learned, you can teach them. They don't need to be whooped as long as you because you're an example for them. So you, if you see people in your family, in your life, making the same mistakes you did, you are responsible for preventing some of that pain. And when I say responsible, I understand people are going to make their own choices, but you can at least say, hey, I went down that road. I wouldn't recommend that. If they choose to do what they want to do and they want to rebel, then okay, those are the consequences that they have to deal with. But if you see them making decisions that you know they don't need to make and you're not saying anything, then shame on you you're not being a good sibling because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And I think about Paul, y'all. If he had not used his pain to produce purpose, if he had not allowed God to burst something through his pain, we wouldn't have a majority of the New Testament. He used his painful experiences to tell more people about Jesus, to encourage people in their faith, to say, hey, if I'm still following God and I'm in chains, then how much more can you do with your freedom? How much more can you do for the cause of Christ? Now love in 2 Corinthians, 4, 2 Corinthians 1, 4 through 6, it says, Praise be to God, to, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is a Father who is full of mercy and all comfort. He comforts us every time we have trouble. So when others have trouble, we can comfort them with the same comfort God gives us. We share in the many sufferings of Christ, in the same way much comfort comes to us through Christ. If we have troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation, and if we have comfort, you also have comfort. This helps you to patiently accept the same sufferings we have. Our hope for you is strong, knowing that you share in our sufferings and also in the comfort we receive. Your purpose is not just for you. Your pain is not just for you. It is positioning you for your greater ministry. And so I don't know what you've been through. I don't know if you were abused. I don't know if you've suffered in the things that I talked about with gluttony or with being a poor steward of your money. But I promise you, if you let him, God will birth something so powerful through the pain that you are enduring or that you have endured. But you have to let him. All pain can be redeemed. But guess what, baby, and I need you to know this. If you are not in God, I can't make that promise to you. I'm talking to people who are believers in Jesus Christ. If you have confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then there is no pain that he will waste. But if you have not confessed him as your Lord and Savior, I want to invite you to do that today. And I say that because I can't say, oh, well, you've been through this. All things work together for Romans 8, 28. All things work together of, for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. If you haven't placed that call, if you haven't received that calling on your life, if God's calling you and you're not answering, I can't say, oh, God's gonna birth some purpose through that. God, like, uh, that don't, that's that ain't got nothing to do with me. I wanna, I wanna mend it, but I can't. And when I was thinking about this, it made me think of something that's been happening this past week. So, Jaden, y'all, I love my baby. Y'all know we've talked about the various things that have have been happening in terms of his potty training, but these past few weeks, this boy has just not been trying to go potty. I'm like, dude, really? And so he'll go, he cries if he goes, but he's just been having so many accidents and he's, it's been poop, which has been disgusting. Like me and my husband literally had to wrestle him the other day to get his underwear off and it was just so gross. And so I've just been so disappointed in him because I say, baby, one, are you not uncomfortable with all this poop that you're just walking around with? That's one. Two, you felt it coming, but you said, you know what? It's okay. I'm okay with that. Like, that's laziness. And then I just, I said, you don't even want to commit. You don't even want to stop playing long enough just to go to the bathroom. And that's how so many of us are in our sin. God has said, hey, this is the way. I am the resurrection, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. So we're sitting in our sin. We're sitting in our poop. And God has offered us an opportunity to get clean. And we like, nah, I'm good. And, not, and so we're not even just affecting us, we're affecting everybody out around us. Every time we walk in a room, we're stinking up the place because we're funky and we need to be clean. But we don't want to be clean by God, even though he's offering to make us clean. And he only makes us clean if we surrender our lives to him. Because I promise y'all, if I see some stranger on the street, I can't, I can't, uh, listen, this may make me sound bad. But if I see a little child on the street and they smell like poop, I'm not going to be like all excited to change them. I don't even want to change my own child. But because he's mine, I care about him being clean. If you are God's, he wants you to be clean. He wants you to be redeemed. He wants to reconcile the pain that's in your life. But if you're not his, he's like, okay, well, I want to do something with it, but they haven't given their life to me. So please, y'all, please. I am begging you. I know I've been yelling for this whole podcast episode, but God is not playing with us. I've seen so many people die in recent weeks. I've seen so many people talk about how, oh, they have a a, a, a person who got in a car accident and all this stuff. Like, life is short. Please surrender your life to Christ. It's so, it And it's so simple. I'm a sinner, God. I'm sitting around in my own poop. I want to be clean. Can you come in my life and clean these things up? I'm suffering, God. I'm tired of being in pain. Can you make this pain like worth something? Can you birth some purpose out of this? He wants to do it. He wants to do it. He will. You just have to ask him. Scripture says, if you confess with your heart the Lord Jesus, and be- if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that Christ raised Je- that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. That's it. It's not complicated. And I know for us purpose chasers, and we, you know, we out here and we checking things off the list. We want to add more to it. Well, do I have to do some flips, or you know, what kind of? It's not, and it's, it's, it's not it's not for the notoriety at all because you're probably going to go in in seasons of darkness before you get put in the light because he can't have you out here representing him if you have some broken pieces that need to be mended. But if you do it, if you truly surrender your life to him, I promise it'll be crazier than anything you ever imagined. And at the end of the day, y'all, I will take this life that I have where I'm so on fire for God and he's constantly speaking to me, I would take that every day over any amount of money. Do I want wealth? I do. But not even for me. It used to be for me so I could go on trips. Now I want to help other people. I want to invest in the businesses, Lord, that I see. I'm over here about to start praying. That's what That's what I want. But even if God said, you know what, that's not your portion, I would serve him anyway. Because I love him. And I love y'all. And I want everybody to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So please, y'all, please. Please. you're tired of sitting in your own stuff, if you're tired of guilt and shame, if you're tired of of just this thing that feels like endless pain, just bring it to God. Surrender your life to him. I promise you, your life will never be the same. It'll never be the same. So now that I've screamed for an hour, I'm going to pray. Wow. Okay. Lord, thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the things that you do, Lord God. Things that we just, that's just so much better than anything that we could ever ask or imagine or think, Lord God. I just pray for everybody who's listening to this podcast today, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will capture their heart in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I pray that you will just wreck their lives, Lord God, in ways that they can't explain, Lord God, not so that they can be broken, Lord God, but so you can birth purpose through their pain, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I just thank you, Lord, for those who are giving their lives to you right now as we speak, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, for those who are going to share this podcast, Lord, with somebody who needs to hear it, Lord. I just thank you for your ministry, Lord God. I thank you that the enemy is defeated by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, Lord God. I just thank you for your peace, Lord God. I thank you for your love, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you birthed purpose through our pain, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord, that as we surrender our lives to you, Lord, we can be confident that our lives will never be the same. So I just pray and just I lift up your name higher and higher, Lord God. I pray that someone was touched by this message today. And I pray, Lord God, that you will produce change through the things that they heard today, Lord God. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, y'all, that was really intense. Um, But listen, that's where God was today. So that's where we going. I'm going where he going. Uh, Yeah, I just, uh, yeah. So praise the Lord. Um, My throat is like hurting right now. Um, Go to, please stay connected with us. I know I just turned up on you. If you are new to our community, I promise I'm not always be, I don't always be turning up on people like this, but I can't say that was anybody but Holy Spirit because I had notes and stuff, but He just was going in, so that's cool. Um, please subscribe to the podcast. If I uh, listen, if you want more like this, if you want more transparency, if you like when people yell and that's your thing, subscribe to the podcast. Maybe we'll have more episodes like this. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, feel free to leave me your feedback. Um, you can email me, Brie at blackgirlsopurpose.org. Make sure you leave us the review. Uh, I know some of y'all, are like, girl, you don't want to hear what I have to say because I gotta listen. The Lord is my rock and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength in my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Okay. Um, I am working on a really cool project. And so I want to make sure that y'all sign up for our email list going to black by going to purpose.org forward slash join. And I have a really cool announcement. So we're going to be shifting some things at Black Girls of Purpose. And in light of that shift, we need a new podcast episode intro. So if you like mixing beats together if you like music if you want to create our new podcast intro then i am inviting you to create like a 30 to 30 second to 60 second clip and send it to info at black with the subject title podcast intro and we'll be like screening those and you may be our new person that has like created our whole intro and so i'm sure we'll probably feature you on our feed and maybe we'll do some cool like newsletter stuff i don't know but i just i really wanted to open this up to the community because y'all are super dope and i know that y'all are talented and have phenomenal gifts and so if you want to mix something together like i said 30 to 60 second clips and i will say within the next week and a half so we'll have that open from now until the 25th and then i'll be listening to those and we'll make the announcement of who we're going to go with in terms of the new intro that next week on the 30th so I am really pumped about this direction that God is bringing us into. I am just excited about how Holy Spirit continues to lead. And we are making some, we making some changes around here, y'all. We making some moves, we opening new opportunities. I make sure, like I said before, if you are if you have a business and you wanna get more, more exposure for your business in 2020, um, please go to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash biz and sign up for a call with me. Also make sure that you you're following our Instagram feed. I've been sharing just a little bit of history about our organization, and it's really been fun to kind of look back and see how we got to where we are today. So make sure you're following us on Instagram at Black Girls of Purpose, and you can follow me personally at The Black Girl with Purpose. Uh, God willing, we'll be doing a fireside chat with chat chat with my friend Jessica Ayers of In Her Own Right. Uh, she is super dope too. And so I'm excited for both of us to be able to connect with you all over on our Instagram feed. If you have any questions for me, feel free to email me, brie at blackgirlsofpurpose.org. And I think that's all for this week. I'm gonna go get a drink of water and I'll talk to you next week.